Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Jen Ward, author of 19 books, dynamic healer, performance coach, and group facilitator who has devoted her life to helping others unlock their true potential. Jen, thank you so much for being my guest and welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And hello to all the listeners as well. Jen, can we start with your own personal journey and how it has gifted you with your unique abilities? Sure. So um, I, I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. Um, the the tenth, tenth, the 10th child in um, in poverty and alcoholism and all kind of dysfunctions and my parents were old when they had me my mother's biggest nightmare was to give birth and she hated me and she gave birth to me drunk she tried to abort me and miscarry me all through my my um gestation period and cursed me on my birth and I came into this life not wanted with all that resistance and her job was to just keep me down keep me humiliated keep me from knowing that I had worth and I and all my siblings had the same kind of hit um purpose was to prevent me from seeing the dynamo that I was so so it took me like decades to get through all of the abuse and all the programming of that through some skilled healers, I discovered that I have potential. And every time I was really poor, but every time I came across this dynamic healer who was doing wonderful work, they said the same thing to me. My spirit guide said, no matter what, to help you as much as I can, doesn't matter, you can't pay me, just do what I can for you. And so, um, so that was the one thing I had um, a self-esteem about is like, I was here for a purpose, somebody wanted me to exist. And then after decades, I um, I was locked up, starved and tortured nearly to death by this man who was really into like um, space, space. Um, he's aware of a lot, all the lot different, different races out there and everything. And he, he, I had access to his Akashic records because we were so close and everything. So I got to be aware of life outside of the physical realm and had all these intense experiences. And um, I, I survived that and went through the process of enlightenment, which is a real process of bypassing the ego. Came back around 14, 15 years ago and um, has been from that experience, I thought I was a retarded boy. And I've just, the only therapy I got when that happened was put my truth out there on first on Twitter and then 
on social media in different ways. And that's what kept me balanced. And it's just been growing since then. It's like I developed this protocol of tapping. So anyone who feels that they're like a victim of anything, any experience, whether it's physical or intangible in any way, can take their energy back from whoever is violating them, no matter if it's here or in the other realms, and take back their empowerment. And that's a protocol that the spirit guides, my spirit guides have helped me to um, have teeth for people in the physical who are suffering and and they have these stories and these experiences that nobody understands. And they spend their whole lives just trying to like figure out what the freak is happening to them. Well, this protocol that I developed with the help of the spirit guides actually helps them to go into the experience and get their energy back from these whoever's antagonizing them, no matter on what level of consciousness and gain empowerment. And that's what I do in private sessions is because I had such a ruthless upbringing, I'm not afraid of these intangible experiences. And so I'm a badass in energy. And so when someone is suffering, I actually, and in a private session with me, I go with them to whatever realm they need me to go. And I do the battle for them. And I teach them through the tapping how to build up their stamina of going from victim to empowered badass. So anyone who's having a bad experience out there, the reason you're having it so rough is that there's something about you that's really empowering and is a threat in a way to to the status quo. So instead of feeling the victim, you have to take it upon yourself to realize, no, I have something here that needs to be protected and guarded. And I help them through the private sessions. And then with my subscription group, they have that connection to this badass energy. And I can work with them as much as they need to to help them get their energy back, close portals to nefarious intentions, and to gain connections in love bonds instead of, you know, some people are really suffering here. And it's it's not all necessary. Let's kind of backtrack a little bit. You said <laughs> that you were able to access this person's Akashic records. How did you get the ability to do that? I'm, I'm just, well... I just realized in the last few years how sensitive I am because you have no reference point for that. But I'm so sensitive. I can feel, if I have an awareness of someone, I can feel their experiences and I can read them and be in them just like you're reading the newspaper or reading something on social media. It's that real to me. So I can like, because of my ability and capacity to love, love is that conduit, I can go into his experiences as if they're my own and battle them as if they're my own. And and through him, I've had some horrendous experiences that helped with my healing abilities. Just incredible. Do you have to get in a meditative state to do that? Nope. I live in a meditative state. So, So for me, it's from coming from the heart and not the mind. Actually, the mind gets in a way in lots of times. And that's what I try to teach people is like in lots of ways, 
whatever is out there and aware of us as human beings knows how to keep us limited. And one of the ways that they keep us limited is to keep us in a meditative state because the mind or the ego is kind of a way of self-regulating and preventing you from knowing too much of yourself that you don't want to give away that and to prevent you from being insane. So the ego will say, no, you can't know this. It has to be garbled. It has to be surreal. But if you come from the heart, the heart surpasses the mind. So these, these caps that people have been putting on themselves as far as mentally are, are, are released when you come from the heart. And that's your protection. The love is the protection. So you don't need to like... Lots of times people who come from the mental thing, they'll still have things they're afraid of, like, oh, you can't, you know, I can't think of a caveat right now, but it's like, oh, no, um, you got to be afraid of this. you got to worry about this. you got to worry about this. When you come from the complete heart, you don't have to worry because that protection comes from within. And that's what makes you the badass. And that's what I teach people to do over time and with the confidence of of the work I do with them. So are you saying that it's kind of like we're all asleep when we're in this meditative state? No, I don't mean that. These No, everybody's experiences are real and valid. Uh, and, and the meditation, when you're, when you're coming from the physical thing and you first get into the mental realms, it's like expansive consciousness, just like someone who, who, who lives totally from the physical when they go to the astral realm and are aware of the astral realms, it's vast. And the same thing when you learn about after that, you learn about your past lives, that opens up your experiences even more and what's possible. And then when you do it with meditation, it's even more vast. And for some people, they think there's a be-all, end-all. It's that vastness. But there's always another step. And what comes beyond the mental realms is where you get the freedom to do that. So no, people are having real valid experiences. Everybody's experiences are valid, but they're coming from different vantage points. My thing is don't stop at the mental realms. Look at the subtle ways where there's a glass ceiling on you when you are going into the mental realms. And that's where you have to keep breaking through to higher consciousness. And one of the things, tricks to look for in yourself is what are you afraid of? Fear causes you to recoil and to shrink your energy. So instead of like actually doing that, I mean, we're dynamic, empowered beings. Something's preventing us from knowing how freaking dynamic we are. And one of the things is the fear. And if you're feeling like a victim or you're feeling like there's fear, instead of using it to shrink your energy, Use it as a gauge, like, hmm, something's making me afraid. That means that there's something out there bigger than myself. And what you do is use that information to expand your consciousness to the at least the level of where the fear is and meet it on the same level. And hopefully through the love, connecting through love, is take yourself beyond the fear so you have a higher vantage point. Um so I learned that from my spirit guides when I did my first poltergeist I was terrified you know but I knew I was the only one to do this for this person and they were having the 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 incredible 
banging and, and information given to them. Something on the other side wanted their attention. So I was terrified to go in there. And then my spirit guide sat me down and they said, all you have to do, it's simple. One thing, make your love bigger than the fear. And anybody can do that if they realize that that it's a limitation on them. But no one, no one, it doesn't occur to anyone because things are scary out there and people feel alone in their experience. Well, for some reason, I have been able to have any known experience to the human psyche happen to me so that I can like make my make my love bigger. And there's people who are listening to this in the future saying that's bs she hasn't had this kind of experience but yes i have i mean i'm not going into my so one of the things i had happened to me when i was connected to this person is um i was physically now not physically in the physical but the physical and the astral are so close in awareness that sometimes when you're going through an experience physically uh, psychically it feels physical so in the dream state I had the experience which was as real as the physical experience here of being converted from a human into a cyborg fighting machine and I had the whole experience of that happening to me when I woke up from that experience I studied for two and a half weeks and I couldn't talk it was just overwhelming but I needed that experience to have compassion for those um, like your listeners and stuff who need help with what they're experiencing and have no reference point. So that happened over 15, 16, 17 years ago. And I've been spending all my time referencing that to what's going on in the human condition. So um, an example of that is people who, who are in a lot of pain, there's something called fibromyalgia, who are having excruciating pain. And, and I found in the healing work that I do that they're the hardest people to help. For some reason, they're, they're vested in their pain, and they don't want to give it up. And the, they'll get mad at me for saying that. But that's what I found. And it came back to that experience of me being um, converted into that cyborg um, being so my heart my lungs my brain were all in this empty vessel and I had my consciousness my soul was in this vessel it's the loneliest thing experience that you can imagine right and when I was there I just desperately desperately wanted to be back in my human body and so I realized that people who have pain in the physical body also have this archetypal experience of being trapped in a cyborg body on some level somewhere. And it's that level of, of separation from their humanity that makes them use the pain to stay connected to their humanity. So in a way, the pain is more comforting than the fact of not having pain. Am I saying that clear enough? So that has come up in the last few years, that's come up in my sessions where people have these archetypal, archetypal, I don't know the word, I can't say words right now, experiences of being out in the other realms, yet it relates 
directly to their experiences in the physical. And that's what I can help with as well in the tapping. On an example, this is, this is really cool. People who um, have weak lower backs and have back aches and have trouble all the time with their lower backs, I have found that there's this experience that a lot of them have in energy. It, for some reason, it doesn't have to translate as a physical experience, but in energy, they have the archetypal archetype experience of, of losing their tail and wings. So it doesn't mean that they they were this thing, but for some reason, when I do the taps, this protocol that I've created and help them heal their tail and reattach their tail, they have freak out experiences of crying and feeling validated for the first time. And then, so what happens is people who in energy feel better with that long tail and everything are better balanced on a tripod instead of two legs. So if you energetically reattach their tail, it helps their physical body rebalance in that tripod of energy. And the pain is the one thing that releases because they're more balanced in the physical now. And the beauty of the work I do is that they don't ever, ever have to go into the scary parts of those experiences. I do that for them. They don't have to go into the trauma of like whatever battle or whatever trauma led them to, to feel like they're cut off from a bigger part of themselves. I'm doing that for them. And I don't share it with them unless there's taps to do to resolve it. Because everything I do is about balancing them physically, astrally, causally, mentally, etherically. And so they can raise consciousness to their own empowerment and get to a point where they can handle their experiences themselves. It's not about them buying into what I say. It's about everything I do is about empowering the individuals. So you don't think it's necessary for people to go and re-experience what's bothering them or kind of face it for themselves? They, it's necessary for them to get the, to have an understanding, a basic understanding of what goes on, but to relive those, I don't think so because you're caching records unless you learn how to, how to pull those out, which I do teach people how to pull those Akashic records out. You're going to trap yourself at a deeper level into the experience of that and keep reliving it. It's no different than like, like if I sat here and talked about what a victim I was as a child, which, which could give me enough information to talk about a whole lifetime. But if I was stuck in the experience of explaining that, I want to get to the point of, okay, what do I do about it on a higher level? So yeah, the experiences are valid, but at some level, they're not just the experiences alone are, become gratuitous. And you see those individuals who get trapped in that experience and say, well, this happened to me. And they want that validation of the experience. So if they can like get to the experience, grab onto it, under. I have um, offered a huge protocol called the energetic cleanse where I help the individual 
get through. It's a list of taps to do with the tapping protocol. It's like 38 of them. And I unhook whatever, I help them unhook whatever is bothering them or antagonizing them or karmically stalking them, whatever it is. I help them unhook that from their beingness in a very concise protocol that the adepts helped me formulate over years. And you can find it in my in my book, uh, SFT Protocol, which is on my web, website, or you can just download the um, SFT Protocol from my website. It's free to anyone. This is free, no, no obligations. And what you do is you download the energetic cleanse, and then it's a bunch of sentences, and there's a um, blank in it. So say you're having... Um, an experience with um, uh, cyborgs. That's something. So you can do um, the energetic cleanse and the test, the whole protocol. I can go through one with everyone. Um, uh, so I was, in that experience, I was abducted, shanghai and drugged, and then turned into this this cyborg so i would go through that experience i want to try to know more more um details the only reason no details is to get information to use it with this protocol because when you're stronger you'll get the details and they won't be so um so um gripping and and pull you in psychically emotionally so i would um i'll do this one with being abducted all right, before we get started, let me ask you a couple more questions here. Sure. You use the words karmically stalked. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that most people's problems, suffering, unhappiness in life is because they're being attacked by some entity or something on another realm? Not, um, not most of it. Some of it is. Some of it is because people, people are having unique experiences and there's no one-fits-all thing. There's no one-fits-all reason why. Some people are, and, and that's why when someone's having an experience, an inner experience, who the heck is it for anyone else to tell them? You can have experts on what this or that or whatever, but for every kind of experience that's happening out in the universe, there's not going to be one expert on how to get them out of it because it's so diverse and the... um there's all kinds of programming and conditioning from past lives coming through. There's there's um, past life engrams that are coming through. There's self-beliefs that are coming through. Anything in society that limits someone, that tells them that they're not good enough, that, you know, their place in society, that they'll never amount to much. And so it doesn't matter what it is. And for everyone, it's different it could be poverty it could be um um money people can be trapped in you know power they can be trapped in like the experiences they're having from a past lifetime these and yes these these um energies from a past life can follow you so one of the first forms of taps that i i put together was recanting vows so in past lifetimes, we took vows of celibacy, chastity, 
poverty, silence, self-deprecation, obedience, servitude, you name it. And when we took those vows in a past lifetime, we we were aware in different lifetime in different eras that there was past lifetimes before the, you know, before modern limitations on knowing about reincarnation. So when you took a vow of poverty, that you did it forever. So what's happening with the individual and lots of times is their own vows that they've created in a past lifetime are still ensconced in preventing them from having that abundance or having that relationship or having that freedom. So um, so that's one way when you recant your vow of poverty, you're freeing yourself up in all moments. So we're not just saying right now in this lifetime, when you do the tabs, you're doing them for all those experiences you're having in all realities and in all different eras. So then you're freeing yourself up in all those things at once. And so what happens is um, a lot of times people are limited in this lifetime because they're reliving past traumas at the same time. And they don't have to, a lot of people who have um, low thyroids and low energy levels are actually at the same time they're existing on this lifetime, are reliving a murder, are reliving a trauma over and over again. And that's running down their physical body uh, while they're reliving those things. So if you get a sense of what, you know, it is, and even if you don't, if you don't get a sense of what it is, I have enough research behind me to help you figure it out. If, if you have a low, low thyroid, um, you can release the running for your life, release being murdered. You can release yourself from the murderer. You release yourself from the abuser. And the thing is, is that those things carry over. Lots of times the same person who murdered us in a past lifetime will show up as family members because that's how the universe teaches us how to love everyone. I love this enemy. So it sounds like to me that a lot of our suffering is being carried over from the past yes. life, whether it's agreements that we made that we're still carrying, carrying on with or traumas from the past lives. Or even past lovers. I'm like, so, so imagine you got this person stalking you and saying, no, you're the one for me. You're the one for me. You're the one for me. In a past lifetime, you might have made this vow or they made, made this vow like, nobody's ever going to love you the way I did. I love is forever. And what if it's not? What if it was only for that moment for one experience? And then they come back and you meet them and they say, no, you vowed your life to me. And lots of times, you know, we we exchange energy with people and we don't even realize it. But when we break up with someone, their anger and resentment is and that fighting back and forth is a means of trying to get our energy back from that person that we had given it freely during the relationship. And now we realize that's an aspect of ourselves we need to be whole. So when when in the physical, when a couple breaks up, they'll like give back their records and their sweater and their clothes and, and divvy everything up. But what do you do energetically? How do you get that back? 
And that's what the SFT protocol is for is energetically. Okay. I take back my joy. I take back my love, abundance, freedom, health, success. And I remove all the pain, burden, and limitations you have put on me. And you remove all those tentacles, all those, those portals. The human being is a portal. They not only tap into a portal, they are a portal for higher consciousness. And that's the kind of information that's being kept from them and keeping them in, in the victim consciousness. So once they, they can realize, and it's difficult after, you know, all this conditioning that you're, you're unworthy, you're, you're nothing, to go and understand how empowered you are, that takes a lot of shifting. So the protocol is a way to use your own energy, your own intentions, the, the um, capabilities of your mind energy. That's why you tap. Your mind is a 3D printer that creates anything that you program into it. But we're programming negatives into it by default. So what the SFT protocols do and what I do is I teach them to program positive things into themselves, empowering things. And then when you do that, the story dries up because you're not feeding it with your own fear and intentions, which the ego will keep you um, reinforcing over and over. Before you teach us some of the SFT protocols, I want to just try to clear up one thing. Now, you were created into a cyborg. Mm -hmm. This happened within your dreams in a past life or on another realm? Well, at the time, I wasn't as aware as I am now. I was just like this, you know, just trying to survive. And I didn't know what a dynamic voice I was or a dynamic healer I was. I was just connected to this person. And it's hard to say it. It, it was in the dream state, but it's not in the dream state. So I, I go into that thing. I'm, I'm not a big meditator because my attention span is not that I'm, I'm everywhere at once. Um, so when I sleep, I slip out of the physical consciousness into this experience. And it's just as real as being there. So um, I could argue with you where it is. Like, did it really happen in my analogs of experiences or did it only happen in a different vibration and by the way what does it matter people are having experiences that they work so hard to validate it happened here in the physical well a lot of the different um, species out there can't interrelate on the physical level so so it's like those experiences happen in the sub-astral level. And when they're happening, they're just as real as if you're awake in the physical. It doesn't mean that they're not real, but they're, and that's why it's so hard for people to get validated with their experiences, because how can you take someone else to the astral realms? The astral realms are so vast anyways. It's like finding a needle in the haystack stack so you have an experience a particular experience on the astral plane which is just as real then when you're there as if you're physically awake and then you're trying to validate it with people who are 
have their own programming and conditionings in the physical, and they're not as aware of the astral realms that you you um, operate in. It's almost impossible to get the masses to validate you with your astral experiences because of their limitations, not yours. So instead of trying to work so hard to have your experiences validated, work harder to, to take back whatever you lost in the experience and come come away so empowered that when other people have their experiences, you can assist assist them in, in gaining empowerment. Because this, this isn't easy for people to have their experiences and feel isolated and, and um, abandoned and rejected. That's, that's a private hell, which is another experience people have that other people can't understand is their own private hell. And what, what people need to understand is that private hell that you live in is the commonality. So, so conditioning teaches us that, oh, you're separated from others because you're in a private hell and they can't understand you. But if you think about it, most people are trapped in their private hell. And, and then when you think of it and change that vantage point on it, that private hell becomes a commonality. Well, I might not understand the specifics of your private hell, but I'm over here in a private hell. And so when you realize that that's the normalizing experience, then you're tapped in the collective. And that means that you can expand your consciousness to have empathy, understanding for everyone who is in their private hell. And that's where I come the vantage point I come from. It's like, okay, I don't know the details, but I can tap into your details because I've had a similar vibratory experience. And because of that, I can be with that person in whatever vibration they're in, help them get their empowerment back, get their energy back. And All right, you're back. It looks like your internet crashed. <laughs> Yeah, that happens when I talk about these things. Mm. All right. Well, let me ask you a theoretical question here, and I'll be curious to see what your opinion is. And then we'll then maybe you can give us, we'll get into the tapping. Um, I talk to a lot of near-death experiencers, and a lot of time we we get on the subject that people may be coming here and suffering because that's something that they need to learn or that's somehow learning for them during this incarnation. But it seems like in the direction you're speaking of that maybe we're all just here needlessly suffering from something that happened in the past and we don't need to be suffering. That's what I was explaining. It's a perfect example of some people who get to a certain level of awareness and they don't challenge that. So it's like the suffering is not necessary but healers even healers dynamic healers are taught don't interfere with someone's experiences because they need that to get tougher to like gain strength but the adepts see i, I don't believe of myself tapping into opinion this is direct notice this is exactly what the adepts tell me and lots of times it goes against the grain of what we've taught 
And what it says is that everyone is suffering. Everyone needs help at this point because the playing field is not level. There's nefarious energies trying to prevent us from being awakened. And so if it was in a vacuum and everybody had the opportunity to awaken in a natural way, that would be fine. Let them have their experiences. But most people have gotten the experiences they need to awaken. They have just been programmed now not to do it. And that that mentality to not help others actually has created such an apathy in the world that it's, it's hard for people to get through that resistance. So here's the example that the um, adepts has given me. If you saw a little dog wrapped and suffering, chained to this fence, you wouldn't say to that little dog, and even though that dog's biting and say, no, leave me alone, you know that that dog needs help. You wouldn't leave that dog alone and not help him because you realize that the dog doesn't have the information that you are trying to help him. You're not trying to manipulate the dog. You actually can, can save this dog's existence. So would you not help that little dog? And so most humans are trapped in this experience of suffering unnecessary. And, um, and to not use that information is almost like creates an apathy and an arrogance like and that's why I don't know how if they go beyond the level of love or not in that because when individuals are praying for help they're asking the universe please freaking help me they're not asking this God in the sky they're asking the collective and every one of us is an aspect of the collective so if someone's suffering to that degree, and I have this ability to help them with this protocol, which, by the way, that's the whole purpose of it, then, then it would be arrogance to not help them. It would, it would be like saying, oh, no, I did it. you got to do it. We've, we're transcending beyond that mentality that says, no, you help yourself. No. Love, love. <laughs> love transcends everything. So even if there's a detriment to myself, which sometimes there are because these, these situations I get myself in to help others are, are kind of intense. But the love trump the love out outplays the fear. And I always um am led by the love. So no, and, and you can feel when you do help someone that you're told don't help them. You can feel how you're passing through a uh, heavy consciousness and how you're drying that up. So what's happening, the people on this planet who are in pain are the ones who are more able to help those because once they get above their pain, get out of their pain, they have that compassion, they have that love like, I don't care, I don't care who they are, I'm going to help them because that suffering is incredible. And at this level of awareness, you can actually feel the suffering of others. And it's like, of course, I'm going to go there. I'll be laying down my head and I'll be experiencing some traumatic event with someone who's like fighting for their life and their freedom. And of course, I go in that experience. They got to my psyche somehow to ask for help. They prayed and I listened. So, of course, I'm going to go in and do that. 
All right. Your protocol is called the F SFT tapping protocol. What does the mm-hmm. SFT mean? Spiritual freedom technique. And it's like there's other tapping techniques, but they only work in the physical and maybe the astral, you know, warm, fuzzy. But that's not what this is. This is badass, badass assistance. By doing the SFT tapping, you're calling upon this higher energies, the adepts, um, these spirit guides beyond personality, and myself to come in and assist you. But you're also tapping into your own empowerment because you already exist at that empowerment. There's no time and space. You are tapped into a higher consciousness. And the SFT tapping is your way of helping the physical get there without the realizations yet. All right. You use the word twice now, and I'm glad you brought it up again because I don't I don't know that word. You said the adepts? Yeah, the adepts what? are I, the adepts are spirit guides that are assisting humanity and awakened. They're the ones that basically kept me alive this lifetime because there were energies this lifetime over and over again that didn't want me to get to this point of existence to do the work I'm doing. And they definitely didn't want me to get connected with my present husband, who's my soulmate and who's a dynamic healer as well for humanity. So, so the adults have been they're they're spirit gate guides, but they're beyond personalities because the person at this level of consciousness, when you're trying to transcend the mental realms, the personalities get in the way because once you tell people they have spirit guides, they get distracted. Who are they? Well, how, who are they? What do they look like? What's their name? It's like these are, these individuals wanted to keep, be kept all about the work and not distract the human psyche with the details of who they are because it's a limitation. All right. Well, let's get into the protocols. So I make these noises when I release for people because it's like converting the stagnant energy of trauma into pure sound. So there's just a conversion of energy from trauma to sound. That's why I make these noises. And the more horrific they are, the better and juicier they are because it means there's more conversion. Mm. All right, before mm. you go, before you start, so should we be doing anything yes. or, or we can participate along with you? People can do this along with you and you maybe yes. you can guide us on what to do. So what I'm doing is tapping into the listener and what they need to release. One last thing. Are you able to tap into all of us collectively? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's one thing to talk about, wow, I, I, I'm everywhere and everyone at once. But what do you do with that information? The information is you help them. You Anything that you get as a gift is there for you to outflow more and to give that gift away. So I'm able to do this past, present, and future. Future listeners will get this benefit as well because there's no past, past, present, or future, right? <laughs> so I'm going to give you something to say. This is, and the listener will say it three times. It'll tap in on the top of the head, very slowly and, and intently, like a um, mantra. Not don't do it like a laundry list to get through, and that that directs the the 3D printer of the mind who's tapped into a higher consciousness 
to stop everything else and do that. This is highest priority for the human consciousness. Then you, then you tap it into the body, tap it into the chest. And then you tap into the abdomen below the navel to like prevent it from scurrying there and hiding there, this energy is because energy is fluid. So you want to release it from your whole beingness, right? <laughs> so the first tap I'm going to ask people to say is, we release being abducted in all moments. So pause, pause before the phrase in all moments, all right? <laughs> we release being abducted in all moments. <laughs> We release being abducted in our moments. People don't believe that I can help with this, but yes. We release being abducted in our moments. We release being abducted in our moments. We release being abducted in our moments. So a lot of people in energy were arguing with me like, oh, you can't do that. And they were showing me, I saw a lot of experiences with, with grays and different things, mostly the grays and stuff and, and the fear and the trauma of that. But so, so what I would do is use that information to, to create the next tip. And this is the next one. We take back all our energy from the abductor in all moments. We take back our energy from the abductor in all moments. We take back all our energy from the abductor in our moments. We take back all our energy from the abductor in our moments. We take back all our energy from the abductor in our moments. We take back all our energy from the abductor in all moments. <laughs> so the so the listener is showing me, well, how can I when I have these con controlling devices in me? So it's like these controlling devices, these kind of ways of like, I don't know if they're sometimes they're chips or sometimes they're apparatuses. I don't fixate too much on what they are, but <laughs> so let me just do one more where we remove all the controlling devices I don't know why I'm able to do this so well I this is my this is I can just convert energy to a different form so we remove all controlling devices from our beingness in all moments we remove all control devices from our beings in our moments. We remove all controlling devices from our beings in our We remove all controlling devices from our beingness in our moments. We control, we cancel. We remove all controlling devices from our beingness in our moments. We remove all controlling devices from our beingness in 
Ah, moments. So there's, I don't mean to like hijack this, but there's one more that people desperately want. They want me to knock these intruders out of their energy field. So what I do in energy is I imagine myself bigger than a billion suns and I pull that energy into myself and then I let it go like a Nerf ball. So that's my natural state of being. And I've done this so much that I've ascribed it to my parasympathetic nervous system. So what I'm going to do now in this next tap is use this intention to go to whoever needs it, take my energy that's pure dynamo, love and light, and knock the intruders out of their energy field. And, and then as part of that, because we're on an interview, I'm going to actually seal up their energy field so they can't get back in because that's the fear. So <laughs> we knock all intruders out of our energy in our moments. We knock all intruders out of our energy in our moments. We knock all intruders out of our energy. You know. We knock all intruders out of our energy in our moments. We knock all intruders out of our energies in our moments. We knock all intruders out of our energy in our moments. Now, that seems like really surreal, but for some people on the call, it was a family member. It was like an overbearing mother or a relationship and stuff. So it doesn't matter what the individual is going through. The tasks work with whatever is happening in their energy field to release them. So the download that you have that's free, is it a whole bunch of these protocols, even a lot more than you've demonstrated today? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Yes. So it's like everything... Everything that they need to disconnect, cut the tentacles between something, the energetic vortexes, which is the pulls between this one and that one, it's removing the karmic connection between them, giving back anything that they need of their energy and taking back everything that you need of your energy, changing your sound frequency so you don't resonate at that same level anymore. It's very thorough. So yes. we so we basically do the same tapping and just use these different, I don't know if you would call it commands or what, but you'd use these different ones. You have like a whole list of them that we can yes. just go through. Like, for example, if we're not wealthy in this life and we think, okay, maybe we made a vow of poverty in some other life, mm -hmm. you have the protocol there where it says, I re you know, you're tapping and you're basically saying, I release being um, of my vow of poverty in the past. Yeah, or or like a lot of people want to do them. Once they do them, once they feel so good, they want to keep doing them. Don't keep doing them. So what you would do is like do it with poverty. And then, um, so that would be the first one. Um, and then you can do it with a belief system that um, all, that money is evil. That um, like, because we've been trained from our spiritual teachings that Money is the root of all evils. So you would do the whole protocol with the same thing. It's like the belief that money is evil or cursing poverty. Because we curse ourselves so much by saying, oh, I'll never be a rich, 
I'll never do that and, and be proud of being poor because we were trained that it was closer to being spiritual to be poor. So there's different protocols because of that. That's what, that's the one part protocol where you can do it with anything like that. But then there's a peanut butter and jelly cleanse protocol, which is like removing two things from each other. And, and it's called peanut butter and jelly. Like if peanut butter didn't want anything to do with jelly. It, it, so this would be the tabs they would do to never have to be associated with each other again. So on some base level, people believe that poverty is spiritual. So they have to remove those two belief systems from each other. So in the PB&J, it's a, another whole list. This one's very thorough too. It's about, it's, a, it's almost 40 tabs. And so you would do the whole protocol with these two things. You would put it in the first blank, um, um, spirit, your spirituality. And then on the second blank, you would put poverty. So you're removing these two things so they're not associated with each other. So what's happening with people is the more aware they are, the more spiritual they become, the more entrenched they are with their old belief system that that means they have to be poor, which is not true. So it's like old belief systems. Do you feel that like we've reincarnated over and over and over again many, many times, and now we're just so tangled up with the past that we're all in trouble? Well, I feel like the only reason I'm on earth is because we've done this over and over and over again. We all have it within our ability to transcend this and, and this reincarnation crap and all this entanglement. And the SFT protocol is the one thing, the one thing that can empower the individual to do it themselves because we're so tired. We're so tired of giving our power to someone else. Now, if you notice my persona, it's not one of power. It's like nobody is going to like um, sit at my feet and worship me, which is great because it's not where spirituality is at. So this whole persona that I am is part of it where I can give you this protocol and you not be threatened enough to try it. Because if I was in a dynamo body, that where I was really dynamic and really out there, people would have an aversion to using the protocol because it would feel like just another trap. We've all been broken and trapped lifetime after lifetime, and we're tired of it. So nothing out there will, will trust. So hopefully this protocol is a way that you can do the work you need to do without giving your hope or your empowerment to something outside of yourself once again. Why do we keep coming back over and over again? Is it to try to break free from this trap or some other reason? I think, um, personally, I think we were conditioned to do this, to keep us playing small, to keep us trapped in primal fear. Primal fear is like either fight or flight. So if you pay attention to the narrative in current events, everything is meant to keep us afraid. So if we're afraid, we're either fighting 
or we're either flighting. We're either attacking or recoiling our energy. But that's not, that's just conditioning. My sense is, is that we are, are on the precipice of becoming the empowered species that we're intended to be. But we have to do the work. And the work happens at an individual level. And the more of us who grab onto their empowerment, who like give up all the fear and the sensational story and just say, I'm going to do the work, more of more is happening so that the collective can transcend. A lot of people believe that we have to do it through cataclysm, through the destruction of earth. But that's another limitation put on the earth. Love always supersedes power. And so enough of us are aware enough to do this heavy lifting. Probably uh, most of the people who are listening here incarnated specifically to do this work. Now they just have to recognize that and, and, and get over the story that's been pounded into their psyche. The more they've been pounded down, the more it's evidence that they have something to offer beyond the story. And that's what we're encouraging now. Just use the SFT protocol. You never have to connect with me. But if you want the extra help, yeah, sure, get a session with me. Um, join us in the subscription group and have that, that connection to your own empowerment. And watch the others in the group go from victim to empowered, just like you. And it's such a strong synergy there. It's profound what we've been doing. All right, where what is your website so people can download that? It's genuinehealing.com with a J, like the word genuine only with a J instead of a G. And um, yeah, that's that's the only place I have 19 books, but there's two books on on the site that they can order. And the one is the SFT lexicon, which is a textbook for life. This one is gonna help them with all their physical ailments the tabs that are used because a lot of times the physical ailments are the ones that reflect the spiritual, the intangible traps. So that's on genuinehealing.com. And there's also a poetry for life that just came out and it's like, it, it depicts my personal pain and anguish and trying to get to the point of being helpful for others as well. And your 17 other books, those are on Amazon? Yeah. These are the ones I suggest because these are the ones edited by Marvin, my husband. And he's the one who um, knows how um, whimsical I am when I talk. And he grounds the energy so people can understand it and grab it for their own. So there's a, there's a girth to getting the SFT lexicon. And the other ones are great, too. People like them, but we're going to be editing all the books to have available. It's a lifetime of work for us to do that. I first want to say congratulations on writing that many books because that's quite an accomplishment. Thank you. It, you know, it doesn't even occur to me that I am an author or uh, a writer and stuff because at this level, it's not about accomplishments for me. It's like it's nothing if there's people out there suffering and the frustration for me is not 
to be able to reach people who are suffering and I can feel their suffering and I don't know how to, to reach them, to, to help them realize that they don't need to suffer anymore. So I really appreciate the gift of your purpose is making that bridge for people. It's, it's a huge service to humanity. So thank you for your service. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask questions. Are you mm-hmm. open to that? And if so, how can they reach you? Absolutely. Um, on my website, they can um, write to me and it'll come to my emails and they can write me a personal question and ask for advice. People do that all the time. And I just, um, I give them the best information for themselves. And um, yeah, there's also the private sessions, which are great if people can do it. And then the subscription group where people get an ongoing interaction with me, which can be really empowering for those who are feel like they're inundated. There's people out there who feel like there's no way out. They feel like they're being pinned down and held by the feet by these energies and they can't get free. And of course they can get free. Of course. And and um yeah so so there's other, a couple other protocols on the website that are free. And one of them is the um, expungent negativity taps where people like feel like they're possessed by demons and they feel these energies and they're very real. And so um, that protocol can, it's my exorcism taps. <laughs> and so they can use them to free those energies as well. And, and it's amazing the strength in these people who, who use the taps and they realize they've been empowered all along. And then there's another set of protocol, the positive protocol taps, which are like, those are the taps that you do to bring positive things into your life. Like you're removing all blockages to abundance. You're removing all blockages to, to being with your soulmate. You're removing all blockages. And um, those are great, but make sure that people do the negative stuff at least to get through some of it first. People like to jump right to the positive taps. And I suggest that they do some of the heavy lifting first because it is intense work. It seems like all too simple. But then if you watch some of my um, sessions that, that have been put up on my YouTube channel, you'll see how very difficult it is for people to do these taps. Five words. They can't get the five words out because the ego is trying to prevent them from shifting. It's, it's, yeah, just watching those are our means to awaken and to realize what's possible for people. But the fact that people are suffering alone just hurts me. I'm glad you mentioned it because I wanted to ask you about your YouTube channel. What is the name of it? Oh, <laughs> oh no. I think it's Genuine Healing. Genuine Healing with a J. Yes. All right. Well, I'll link it in the description. Thank you. There's also a podcast I do with my husband, um, Jen and her jammies or Fireside Chats, which is very light. So we make this really light um, Fireside Chat. And what it does is it has these really great spiritual principles But for people who aren't ready, like this is a thing you could give to your relatives to watch 
and help them get a better understanding without realizing that they're they're they're, they're connected to a, a dynamic vibration that's going to help heal them. So so not everyone's as open to this this um, natural talking about higher vibratory rates and realities and stuff. So there's something there for everyone. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Yes. <laughs> the reason I'm here and the reason I'm with my husband is to achieve world peace in this lifetime. Nothing less than world peace. And the energy work that we've been doing behind the scenes has afforded us to to see evidence of how things are shifting. So if you have this glass ceiling and you believe in that this is a warm planet and never gets better than this, that's a limitation that you can transcend because we're all here to, to bring to others this peace, joy, love, abundance, freedom, health, and success. It's not about suffering in our stories. Thank you for that message. And Jen, thank you so much for coming on and being our guest today. I appreciate you and I wish you the best. Likewise. Thank you so much for what you do. It's, it's, it's amazing. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.